Good morning and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy. It's time to be inspired, empowered, and learn to live our happiest lives. We do this through stories of hope, celebrity inspiration, education, and resources. And we have a packed show for you for today. We first meet Candace Bushnell, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Sex and the City. In August of 2021, Sex and the City, published in 1996, celebrated its 25th anniversary. Through her books and television series, Bushnell's work has influenced and defined more than two generations of women. We discuss her new one-woman show, Is There Still Sex in the City?, her new book, Rules for Being a Girl, and how she wants to touch this generation of women. Next, we meet Golden Globe and seven-time Emmy nominee actor, author, and pioneering environmentalist, Ed Begley Jr. Ed shares with us how his father influenced him in acting and as an environmentalist. We speak about his full line of environmentally friendly cleaning products. Ed believes that even the simplest changes in personal habits multiplied by a growing populace of concerned humans can create a lasting effect on the health of our planet and of all living things. Lastly, we meet world-renowned medical intuitive and psychic healer, Kimberly Meredith. She launches her new book, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension, Discovering the Soul's Path to Healing. Kimberly wows us with her incredibly inspirational story of having two near-death experiences and how she is now healing others with her hands, along with teaching us to tap into the fifth dimension. Now let's meet our guest. Candice, welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, listen, to have you in the house. I am so excited. My God, you have done such incredible things. But I want to rewind a little bit to where it all started. I'd love to do that, to hear the story where it started. So you had a column which inspired your book, Sex in the City. And well, where did you go from there? I worked for women's magazines and I wrote about women, relationships, and sex. And interestingly, I was really doing what would be the precursor to Sex in the City in the 80s, because a lot of the characters in Sex in the City, the column, the book, mm -hmm. and eventually the TV series were actually friends that I had when I was in my mid-20s. It's really my work and my particular take on single women, relationships, the economics of being a woman in the big city. We're really right. exploring their careers, possibilities, their sexuality, all of that, which ended up coming together in the column Sex in the City for the New York Observer, which then became a book. Yeah. So for the first two years of the series, I, I worked on the series and worked in the writer's room. But in 2000, uh, I published Four Blondes and it was a huge bestseller. And, yeah. and so then I became what I always wanted to be, what I'd always dreamed of being since I was a kid, which was a bestselling author. It's incredible the work you've done. How many 
books you've published, other books that are spin-off, you know, the TV series. But what I what I really would love to know, like you're talking about, you know, interviewing these women, women writing into you, you really changing women's lives, changing their perspectives, letting them know that they can do these things. From a very early age, I was a feminist and I was Mm -hmm. hyper aware of sexism. That was something that as a kid of eight years old, I vowed that I wanted to do something about that. And I incredible that you, you, yeah, you recognized it then. I did. You know, I remember just having this determination that I I have to change the world. I have to change the way women think about themselves, which is so restricted by patriarchal society. And so that was always one of my goals as a little kid. But of course, I had absolutely no idea how I was going to possibly accomplish this goal. Yeah. And uh, just real quick for me. Um, I had a career up to 30, then I had children, and then now I, we can do it also after 50. So it is great to, to be able to have the courage and know that, you, you know, you don't just die at 50. There's a lot of life to live and a lot of no, opportunities. It, yeah. In fact, and you show that, and you show that. And I want to talk about your, your one woman show, Is There Still Sex in the City?, that's something you're even showing in, in that. Um, so let's talk yes. about that. Well, you know, in 2015, I moved out to Sag Harbor and I started talking to my agent about all of these friends that I had who were like me suddenly single and in their 50s. And being in your 50s for a lot of women is really a sea change. Number one, you are postmenopausal, and that's a very, and so many women are ashamed of that. And I, I feel bad for them being ashamed of being postmenopausal because it's actually one of the best times in your life. So many women report that actually their brains changed and they've in a way become smarter and they feel much more capable. So I think that anybody who's trying to cling to that premenopausal time of their life is really making a mistake. And this was something that I very much explored along with dating, friendship, how friendships come back when you're in your 50s because the kids have left home. So this time I call it the new middle age. It's 50s, 60s, 70s. For some people who are in their 80s, they're basically middle-aged. I mean, they haven't been felled by any major illness and they are still out there. They're still working. They're still meeting people. A lot of people are still dating and they're still having sex. So yeah. this is really a new and unexplored period of time. Honestly, it really is. It's an incredible time. It is. I, I'm very thankful, and I, I'm living in a completely different life at this time. Um, but I want to find out, Candace, because we're about out of time, unfortunately. 
Where can we see your show? I know you got COVID and I'm so sorry. The the show took a little break, but you're coming back and I would love to know how we can see your show. I'm going to be taking it on the road. Uh, I'm going to be touring the show. So I know I'll be going to California. I don't think that anybody is really booking anything until the late yeah. summer, fall. So okay. I'll be going around the country, I would imagine, and then going to England, Australia, probably yeah. Asia. I'm very excited. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. And and congratulations on celebrating 25 years of Sex in the City and just really all of you, you know, what you have done, your accomplishments and how you've changed lives. So Candace, thank you for coming on Wake Up. Thank you. Next up, we meet Golden Globe and seven-time Emmy nominee, actor, author, and pioneering environmentalist, Ed Bagley Jr. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Thank you, Marcy, for having me on. Oh, it's such an honor to have you, honestly. So thank you again. And we are going to talk about some amazing products that you have developed. But I want to talk about your dad and the influence that he had on your life, not only with acting, but also environmentally. So can you share with us more about that? Yeah, I got involved environmentally in 1970 with the first Earth Day, and there were some bad reasons I got involved, which was living in smoggy LA. But the good reason I got involved really was my dad. You know, he didn't really use the word environmentalist much, but he was one. He had lived through the Great Depression. He was a son of Irish immigrants, so we turned off the lights, turned off the water, saved string, saved tinfoil. It was just the way I was raised. And sadly, he died within a few days of the first Earth Day. So I did a lot of actions. I took, I got involved and took action because of him. I just want to go to the acting part a little bit. I mean, you have been involved in so many projects. And one of the stories that I love is that when you were younger, you wanted to get into acting. And I think that you wanted to get right into it and you didn't take any lessons and you thought you could just do it. Is that correct? Yeah. My dad was an actor and he made it look very easy. So I thought I want to do what my dad does. To be honest, Marcy, I think if he had been a plumber, I'd be fitting pipe now. I just wanted to do what he did. But uh, that looked pretty simple. I cued him with his lines. I helped him run lines and went, this looks easy. You know, get me a series, dad. From age 10, I went out in some interviews. Got nothing, of course, because I had no training. And finally, age 17, I started to take lessons, started to train, and big shockeroo, I started to work. You know, it's funny, Ed. I've done a little acting myself. And I mean, I was amazed about how hard it is, right? How much you do have to put into it. And like you, you make it look easy, like your father made it look easy. So then, People think they can do it, but there is a lot that can go, that goes into it. Everyone can do it, I guess. It's just how good you are at it, right? But so that's a great story. So let's talk about your favorite project. Lately, I've been working on a show called Young Sheldon. I love doing that. 
and Mr. Mayor with my friend Ted Dance, and I'm doing that as well. And uh, lots of other shows. I've been very, very busy lately. I've been working as an actor for 54 years. So how lucky am I? I? I don't care if you're selling used cars or in the storm door industry. If you're working 50 plus years in any line of work, you should count yourself very lucky. And I am. But I've worked with some great people. Jack Nicholson yeah. is a dear friend of mine. I worked on a movie with him. I worked with the incomparable Meryl Streep. So mm. how lucky, how blessed am I to work with people like that? I, I just pinch myself every day. Exactly. And it's amazing when you have two incredible actors like that and you guys feed off of one another and what comes off the screen. So it, it, it's really magical, Ed. And Jack so. really inspired me to become an actor on another level because I had started to take some lessons at that time. And he was in some of these Roger Corman movies they were like biker movies, motorcycle movies, and they weren't much in the way of a film. But there was something that he had that was very powerful and dangerous and wonderful and, and deep. And it was, you yeah. know, what I also saw in Marlon, who also became a friend of mine. Marlon Brando was a dear friend yeah. of mine. So these men and these great actresses, these women, you know, that I so admired at that time. And then to work with a great actress, you know, certainly on that level like Meryl Streep, I, I just... Her work mm-hmm. continues to amaze me. I do a fine level of work, don't get me wrong, but I look at what Joaquin Phoenix is doing every day in the movies that he does, you know, what Daniel Day-Lewis is doing, what Meryl does in every single film she does. I'm just mm-hmm. amazed. I, I can do a certain level of work, but what they do is up there, the commitment, they become the characters. It is the entertainment, uh, the level of entertainment's incredible. And then to go and see these films, like you just get lost in it. And like you're saying, it's just like it's really happening. That's what you feel like. There was also a, an acting teacher I went to once, not at the beginning of my career, halfway through it. And he said something one day. His name was Roy London. We were working on a scene for a show I was doing. And he said, you know, Ed, you know what I think is the most interesting thing to watch? I said, what's that? He said, how a character deals with pain. And I thought about it. Said, yeah, you know. I don't know that I want to see that. I mean, I thought he was a pretty smart guy, but, oh, I'm in pain. Look at me suffering. I'm in Garcia Lorca's blood wedding and I'm a, life is painful and it's Beckett and it's pain. And I don't know about that. So I started to drive home and I went, wait a minute. That isn't what he said. He didn't say, I wanted to see an actor in pain. I'm going to see how a character deals, deals with pain. Right. How Sophie dealt with her choice that we later learn how, right. you know, Laurel and Hardy, even in a comedy, it applies there walking they're carrying a piano coming down a flight of stairs and they fall carrying a piano then the piano falls on them how a character deals with pain is the most compelling thing to watch and you needn't broadcast it you're you're trying to keep the lid on the pot and how does one do that and how that character deals with pain i think is extremely compelling it was very good advice from one roy london absolutely absolutely so let's talk about your incredible new products i wanted to show this uh, the Begley uh, line here. I, I pulled up the pet stain and odor remover because I have two big pets. <laughs> but I want to talk about this new environmentally safe line that you've come out with. That, uh, you know, what inspired you to do this? You know, I've been an environmentalist since 1970. And back in the day when I started in 1970, there weren't products anything like this. So I used vinegar and water and baking soda. And it was quite benign environmentally. It didn't harm any 
thing in the environment, but it didn't work that good. You know, it did some jobs okay. You know, I'm not being dismissive of it, but I wanted something better. So years later, I started this product line called Begley's Best with this guy that had this one wonderful formula. But I got so busy with my acting career, I couldn't run the company and do all of that. So then Mm -hmm. I folded up that company. I had the time. I was shipping it myself out of my garage. Then I met this guy at Lab Clean, Mark Cunningham, and he said, I saw your line of products. I was very interested in what you were doing. I've got a similar line of products with full certification. Please be involved with us. Help us promote these products. And we'll show you the certification, EPA, Design for the Environment Certification. Every bit is clean or cleaner than yours. And, uh, and they work great. It's wonderful that these things are clean and green. I like that. I want that. I would only be involved with that. But they have to work well. They have yeah. to work every bit as good as Formula 409, you know, any other harsh cleanser, you know, ammonia or otherwise. They've got to work as good. And these do. So I've been working with them for years and they're doing very, very well, especially that one you hold up, the pet stain and odor remover. It works great. And uh, I I really like it. I know. And one quick one, the the dry shampoo for the pets. Tell me how that works. Well, if you don't have access to a tub or what have you, you don't have a, a, a place, a large sink or something that you can, you know, wash your pet in that way. It's good for apartment dwellers. People have limited space. It works great. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you have an incredible line. You have so many products. The fact that you say that they work just as well as the others on the market, but we're doing something incredibly friendly to our environment and using these products. They're not not toxic. So where can we find, yeah, where can we find more information about them? Just search by Begley Cleaning Products. It'll come right up. And they they work great. Well, it's just been amazing having you on the show, Ed. Thank you so much for taking the time and have an amazing new year. You too, Marcy. Next up, we meet world-renowned medical intuitive and psychic healer, Kimberly Meredith. Hello, Kimberly. Welcome to Wake Up with Marcy. Hi, Marcy. Thank you for having me. Well, it's so great. I had you on before and we talked so much about you and your story. But today we're going to talk about your book that was just released. You were talking about it last time you came on, but now it's real. Here it is. So can you tell us exactly what medical intuitive or medical medium means? Thank you, Marcy. I'm a medical medium. I had my gifts awaken about a few years ago after two near-death experiences. How I work is I have communication with the other side, with my guides, and I do it through my blinking with my eyes and you know, hearing them. And mostly I do um, communication with medical mediumship. So I look at people and I scan them fastly and find out what is wrong with them emotionally, physically, and find out things that maybe the medical community community doesn't find. And then I also do a lot of pre-existing findings in people's bodies. And I do this through Skype and at my office and through global events. Yeah, you're incredible, Kimberly. I mean, you have saved so many lives and people even on yourself, like you had gone through so much and we're in so much pain and, you know, doctors will tell people you'll never walk again or you'll never do this. And you have had the ability 
to help them and literally heal them. Thank you, Marcy. I like to give the credit to God, uh, the Holy Spirit and my guides and that they're mm. just, they're using me as a vessel. And I get really yeah. excited when I'm on a Skype and that I actually find a pre, uh, I find something like breast cancer or, um, you know, something that people need to know about and get to the medical community for, um, confirmation with that, like a mammogram or something, and that we get it really quickly. And then we're able to take charge of that condition. Yeah, absolutely. So like I was saying, you were talking about your book last time and there it is. Congratulations. A few days ago. It's so awesome. So awakening to the fifth dimension. Yeah. Okay. So there may be a lot of us out there that don't really know what that means. So can you explain to us what that is? Yes, I can. I had the near-death experience. And after the near-death experience, I got involved with a lot of testing at Noetic Science Institute and SciTech Institute and Dr. Dorm Sheely, who wrote the foreword of my book, The MD. And in that, I got also connections with Einstein and all kinds of scientific um, guides that were working with me. So I didn't create dimensional theories, you know, Hawkins and all kinds of other scientists did. And Jesus was even in the fifth dimension when he did his work. So Mm -hmm. I started hearing lots of theories and different types of dimensional energies talking to me. And I started doing teachings about this live on stage. And we were born in different dimensions. We were born in the highest dimensional frequency and we fell into a third dimensional frequency, which was fear. When I went over to the other side, I witnessed Jesus. I witnessed the Holy Spirit that went through my body and healed me. I couldn't have been in a third dimensional frequency. I was in a fifth dimension. And I started becoming not only a medical medium, but a healer and started to heal people through my hands. And people were healed, hundreds of people, but they were healed in a fifth dimension. Mm. And more and more people were learning how to do this. Dr. Joe Dispenza's co-heal groups and other people around the country do healings in this dimensional frequency. I'm not the only one. So, so tell us what we're learning in this book. We're learning how to open up your own healing abilities. Mm-hmm. You're learning step-by-step. Step. It's a guidebook. It's a revolutionary way, new revolutionary way of healing yourself. There's nutritional tips, recipes of eating in a higher frequency though. Water, how to understand that water can save your life. So everything in here is out of the third dimension. Mm. Climate crisis you're learning about, how we need to take care of our hormones. Mm. Everything is about learning to be in the fifth dimensional way of living. We're in the Aquarian age. Every 2000 years we awaken. And now we are in the fifth dimensional Aquarian age. Meaning we can't live anymore in the third dimension. We already are moving out. So I didn't even know when I started writing the book that this was going to be right on time right now. We are in the Aquarian fifth dimensional frequency. It's happened in March. So right now we're in another 2000 years, which is the Aquarian age. And so we have to move into the fifth dimension and beyond no matter what. So like um, anyone that's drinking out of a plastic bottle you can't anymore. That is fossil fuel. And that is uh, hurting your system, your doctrine system. So in the book, you'll have affirmations and prayers. You'll have information about what kind of water to drink, 
what kind of recipes to eat that are good for you. There's scientific research. The appendix has numerous um, doctors that have approved of all of the miracle healings, scientific mm-hmm. research. Um, it has, of course, why are you reading about this author? It has my NDE experiences and all the research that's done by me. So incredible. Yeah, incredible. So much information, Kimberly. Yeah, I, and like I said, I started reading it and your story is incredible. And, you know, just the invaluable information that you have shared within this book. So how can we find more information about you, Kimberly? To find the book, it's everywhere. It's being sold at Target, Walmart, Amazon, you pay Amazon, Barnes and Noble. To find me, it's at thehealingtrilogy.com. And from there, you can find the book. And I also do online sessions and Yes, I'm yeah. easy, easy access to me, thehealingtrilogy.com. And I really love helping people and serving. So you do, you do, Kimberly, you're amazing. So thank you so much for coming on the show and so wonderful to see you again. I love being on your show and you thank do amazing you. work helping and serving people. So it's really great to be here. Thank you, Kimberly. That means so much. All right. I will see you soon. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Oh my gosh, these three legacies have certainly made their marks and I want to encourage you to do the same. We all have a purpose in this life and I want you to know the difference that you are making and that it really matters. All right, guys, if you want any more information about today's guest or upcoming guests or past shows, check out wakeupwithmarcy.com. I hope you will join my email list and also Keep in touch with me on social media. Please be kind to yourself and kind to others. And I'll see you next Saturday.